Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love donuts. Even when we suck. Even when we're sucking pork. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome, folks, to our game review of USA versus Panama, the review in which we come to terms with reality. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to preview our exciting next game versus Martinique, uh, which we're very excited for, p- potentially move on from this as quickly as possible. Um, and we're going to dive in on all the deets of this game. But first, uh, I guess we're going to do a lineup, boys. Get out there. Get out there. Give you a pat Could you look a little more enthusiastic, Can you please? wake up? Can you wake up? I'm, I, myself, Clayton, just woke up. From an inadvertent nap. It it was an unintentional nap. The very best kind. You folks are professional athletes. We expect you not to unintentionally nap, Omar Gonzalez. However, uh, let's get get this lineup going and we'll do a quick game recap as well. Brad Guzan, both gloves. Matt Beasley and Omar Gonzalez. Omar Galaxy. Both shoes. All the shoes. Omar Galaxy, for, for those of you who've been with us for a minute at WTP Pod. Uh, on the left, we'll have Jorge Villafania. On the right, we will have Clayham Zussi, everyone's favorite veteran of the UMNT. The leader. Uh, in, uh, we'll have a double pivot, so two defensive midfielders by the names of Dax McCarty and Helen Acosta. Ties Pookie, Pookie, baby. Mm. Uh, we've got Joe Corona in the number 10 spot. Let's give Kellen Rowe another try, this time on the left side. And that'll make room for Alejandro Bedoya, our captain, our fearless wet toast leader. Just kidding. No, but our fearless leader totally deserves it. Uh, Alejandro Bedoya never gets enough credit for what, what a leader and awesome dude he is. So I'm happy about that. And in the number 9 spot, we're going to have our Dom Dwyer, our new British goal-scoring phenom. Folks... This Sir game, Dom. Sir Tom, welcome back. This game was uh, disappointing. If you've been uh, following with this team, if you've not been following with this team, and you were just joining for the start of the Gold Cup, as many many people are, um, you may not be as disappointed as you should be. So st- stick with us for the next forty-five minutes. Don't worry, we'll get you as disappointed as as you ought to be about this result. Um, <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Strap the fuck in. Uh, so it was it was a goalless first half here. Um, I would say punctuated by such highlights as uh, some some major whiffs from this this inexperienced Panamanian side, like a, a couple a couple sort of laughable turnovers, a uh, a mandatory hydration break, um, and Kellen Acosta dis- uh, doing dummies over free kicks. That happened a bunch of times. Uh, but otherwise, not a whole lot of incisive play from the U.S. And quite frankly, a spirited uh, spirited approach from this Panamanian side. And pretty well organized as well. Came back uh, from halftime expecting much, much better things from, from this U.S. side. And, and we did get 
somewhat better things. Uh, we'd, we'd get a goal, I wouldn't say against the run of play, but it was, but it was neutral, right? The, the goal, yeah. it, it wasn't as if the U.S. strung a bunch of plays together. It just kind of happened. It happened from a, uh, a throw-in, which uh, went to Kellen Rowe, who then slotted a very low cross, basically a, a rolling across the ground cross, which Dom Dwyer slotted home uh, very nicely, as, as we know he's prone to do, and, and we're so grateful that he is now doing that with us and has scored twice in his first two goals. Excellent. Then what? Panama responded very, very well. I mean that. Panama really did. I was, I was, I was, I was struck with how uh, quickly, how quickly they organized themselves, and in fact looked like a stronger team than they had even at any time prior in this game. Uh, The the next fifteen minutes would be filled with nothing but, or ten minutes rather, would be filled with nothing but uh, Panamanian chances, just repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Um, You know, Omar Galaxy and Matt Beasler just just out to dry or put through the wash or whatever whatever the fuck not not doing so good not not doing so hot it was it was some laundry phase it was some sort what? of a laundry thing Something, they were wet yeah. toasting not drying taken to hanging the, taken yeah. to the cleaners facials then uh Carmago number 18 for for Panama scores it could have been anybody i think or not not anybody but it could have been any of these chances it could have been anybody for me yeah. because i'm i'm frankly uh ignorant about uh, the Panamanian <laughs> national team but, but what i meant was that it could have been any of these plays there was there were a bunch of great chances one of them happened to be this one um yeah. and then not a whole lot else i mean panama remained well organized usa remained well, well stagnant and boring but we did get to see uh zardes and agadello uh immediately following the goal pretty much kellen Rowe looked like picked up a little injury and joe corona just didn't seem to have much of an effect on this game, so let's try Agadella yeah. out. And then in the last uh, maybe 10 minutes or so, Jordan Morris would come in for Alejandro Bedoya as well, which I'm always excited about to see the, to see the trace out there. Um, the trace? <laughs> to see the fucking trace. Two feet trace. <laughs> Two feet trace. <laughs> that, that's this, this really game. It would, it would end up uh, one to one, a bitter missed opportunity to prove something against a team that wasn't meaningless tie what's your first impressions (laughs) well it was a a a crap performance that deserved a crap result um pretty much everybody was poor on the u.s side uh maybe dwyer and guzan the only passing was good good shout out to guzan there he came off his line a couple Um, times well yeah and uh and and this happens but i thought that they would have this out of their system by now because if you recall back back to that uh, Venezuela friendly that we played a couple matches ago, they came out in the first half and were just horrible. You know, no 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 effort, no energy, um, and we figured, oh, you know, grace period. Bruce is figuring things out. Um, then they did it in the first World Cup qualifier against Trinidad, and we thought, wow, well they they're really going to get their shit together now. For and sure they, they did it again. It's it was another uh, lifeless kind of lazy. Not, I mean, it it is pretty uh, pretty crass to call these 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 gentlemen lazy <laughs> for running running ten yeah. k. You know, these folks um, who've made it to the peak of their of their practice, yeah, which is yeah. physical. But also, it was very hot out there. I understand. So that, oh, you so know, so hot. We can so, totally, so hot. Well, we that, can... and that was that was the thing that that I. Uh, I started thinking after the match was, well, 
when we went down to Panama and we drew 1-1, it was, oh, you know, you're lucky to get out of there with, with a draw. It's, it doesn't look like a good result, but it really is because, you know, the grass is long and they wake you up in the hotel and, you know, they, <laughs> they elbow you and they say they mean things mean to you when you're coming down the tunnel. It's, you know, whenever you go away in CONCACAF, you're really lucky to get out of there with, with a point. And so what's the excuse here? Apparently, we just aren't that good. That's a good so, point. So, um, this, you know, this team, this is a B team, of course, uh, but from from the Panamanian side, I don't think any of their players would have been close to our uh, lineup. Maybe maybe Gabby Torres would be the only one. Um, so there, it was it was uh, it was poor, and and the U.S. I guess it's it's better to have a, a bad first game uh, in a in a tournament than to have a bad last game. It'll it'll gives the it'll give the guys at Fox the guys and gals the lovely folks at Fox a uh, a great opportunity to make some sort of charts and and graphics about how so the many charts. line up so many charts so, so many, many graphics. Charts. What what I did not need any charts to see um, is my my number one pet peeve with the U.S. national team. The thing that that uh, my wife when when she watches uh, she watches about ten minutes total a year. And she always notes more than when she watches everybody the everybody I know. Yeah, indeed, ten minutes more than, than most people. When she watches the um, the men's team, she says, why, "Why did he just kick it out of bounds?" Oh my god! Yeah, constantly. And it, so it has become my number one pet peeve because I know that it's something that is standing in the way of casual fans being interested in this team, and it's part <laughs> of the reason why guys like Christian Pulisic, who just doesn't pass it out of bounds. Are so valuable because they they uh, provide a level of quality that's fun to watch. It's really it's it was really ugly. It was really sloppy, and um, I feel like these players. Ah, it 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 can't be just a talent thing because I don't. I feel like they don't do this playing for their club teams. Like I'm not even used to seeing this this level of unforced error in a in an MLS match. You know, so I feel like the the amount of uh, just horrible passing, um, combined with the the total lack of ideas, and just it was it was basically like four passes around the back if we're that lucky, and then lump a ball up to Dwyer and hope for the best. Yeah. So it was it was it was, it was just one of the one of the worst U.S. performances I can remember. Yeah, and and we are you're so right to bring up the trajectory of of Bruce Arena here because. Where the the rubber's hitting the road, kind of, and and we're starting to have enough games of Bruce two, Bruce two point to Bruce to s- identify what are going to be the characteristics of this this iteration of the U.S. national team, and is it going to be unforced errors and uninspired oh, first God. halves? I mean, that that would be really sad. We did get to see there's a, sort of an, an, a nice synchronicity happening because this Panamanian team really reminded me of the U.S. versus Mexico. I was really impressed with their yeah, defensive yeah, sure. blocks and, and yeah. their organizational skills and, and they were expected to come out sitting back and they were ready to do that but they were also open-minded enough to push forward. 
Um, a, something that did not remind me of the U.S. is this, and I think it's important. After Panama scored, you see two things. One, a fucking wild celebration. Like, these dudes are hype. And maybe it's because we've knocked them out of a couple tournaments, or I don't know what the deal is, but they were so fucking hype. And, and, and that, I don't think, I just don't think our 11 were at that level of emotional investment. It just, I mean, right, I feel right. like I would have noticed, you know what I mean? Um, and then the other important thing is playing a far superior team to than them, uh, having gotten the equalizer goal after being down, one of their players picked up the ball out of the net and ran it back to the spot. Nice. And I don't yeah. see our, I don't see the U.S. exhibiting that type of a mentality. Like we want to get this game forward so we can get another goal and right. potentially win this thing. Yep. Yeah, we there were a number of battles that we lost uh, during this match, but I think the the most important and stark loss was the mental game. And I think you're you're absolutely right. It it, it clearly meant more to them uh, than than it did to us. Maybe with the exception of Dwyer, <laughs> um, and and it, it's hard to say because it, no, he's he's the he's the Bobby Wood of this. He iteration is Dom Dwyer the probably. They got they got back to the hotels and and everybody was just being Debbie Downers. Dom Dwyer went out with the Panamanian players like fuck you guys. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to live this life. Yellow. Yeah, he 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 doesn't really care who which, which team. He's just he's just hype. He's just um, hype. He's just always with that hype. And I think they kind of exhibited some some of the malaise that the fan base has had about this um, gold cup, where it's like Wait, it's they it's exhibited really the prime a minister warm up. Of Malaysia. They, Sorry, they no, I'm listening. I'm listening. The prime minister to uh, to boredom. And they, it, it was, it was like, it was kind of like they were, they were just expressing that general, like, kind of blah attitude that, that the U.S. fan base has had about this tournament. We will get to see how they, how they bounce back. Against Martinique, some, it's disappointing. Some scrimmages yeah. coming up. Yeah, we got some um, And then ultimately practices. getting ready maybe for, for two big matches um, in the, in the semi and the final. Ty, is it possible for the U.S. and Mexico to meet instead in the semifinals now? Uh, it's always possible. So, um... I think we're we're still we would still have to be considered the favorites to go through in first place. Unfortunately, because we're we're definitely gonna gonna put nine past Martinique, right? Right. We let's think. Hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, think. assume nothing about this U.S. men's team. They can they can really fucking win your heart, and and then they'll break your heart again. Just just be ready. Yeah, yeah. We we had a lot of hope coming out of that Ghana game, so it was pretty disappointing to not see the same amount of. Uh, fluidity and intent and aggression um, in, in the U.S.'s performance here. But, you know, we'll, we, we just have to give them time to improve The, the Gold it. Cup's got less depth in talent than the U.S. men's national team. Um, <laughs> Ty, well, uh, we, we seem to be incredibly deep in mediocrity. It's like guys, guys 5 through 50 are all really, really close and just all fine. Yeah. They're they're all Zeusy. They're just a it's just an army of Zeusies. Um, but I thought I thought the the um, you know moving to some positives. Yeah, let's. Do I think that. the shape we've been, we've been the shape is working. Here. This this uh, I guess you could call it four four one one with a a withdrawn withdrawn striker slash number ten depending on on who is occupying the role. Um, plus the the two wingers and the two holding midfielders. I think that that is strong. I think the problem was individual errors 
and Panama doing well more than it was the the U.S. tactics. Um, and I think there were there were a couple of, of bright moments from individuals in the game. Obviously, Roe on the on the goal. Yeah, Roe's got a, some high profile moment. moments in this game. A couple yep. really intense shots made some good solid contact. Yeah, um, I was. But personally, I put those in the disappointment column. Yeah, because I was at just thinking about uh, at least one of them. The, the yeah, dist- yeah, the one from distance was like uh, that was impressive and could have yeah, really swung right, around. Yeah, right, right. The one from the, distance the, was, was the other good one. hit, good hit, good hit, yeah. kid. Yeah, right. The other one was like he had a lot of real estate in the goal to aim for. Yeah, exactly. He didn't exactly. Hit any it, of it. it. He got the straight. It looked at the like a guy who was trying not to miss rather than a guy who was trying to score. <laughs> you know, you get you get those moments in the in in a in a pickup game. You know, where you're just like. Okay, it doesn't yes. really matter if I do well. I just don't want to fuck up in an embarrassing way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I'd right. like people to keep passing me the ball. Kellen Rowe had a little bit of that vibe, but mm-hmm. his his uh, that's a great vibe to have for defense, not for scoring. Though, sorry to interrupt. From his his little over the head to the side shimmy thing that he did on the touchline was pretty sweet um, to set up the the Dwyer goal. And Dwyer's finish was absolutely superb. Um, I think we we are. Uh, uh, gratefully discovering someone who could be a, a pretty big asset uh, in a potential World Cup down the line. Yeah, so why not? I mean, Dom Dwyer is yeah. definitely making himself uh, impossible to ignore right now. For sure. And, and, yeah. and, and props to him for that. And I also am becoming increasingly confident in Guzan. He's having a, he's, this is a subtle opportunity for Guzan because he's, he's uh, one of his, the things we've struggled with him is his quietness and his lack of imposing and and here he seems very comfortable and he really is uh, trying to he really is trying to tell people what to do although the results don't really speak well to his ability to organize a defense but but I feel like he's coming into his own a little bit more as a leader here and he, and he's he's realizing that he may actually have a window to be the number one for the US uh, for Maybe a little bit, you know, maybe a year or two. Yeah, it's true. And uh, maybe, I don't know, my, my memory might be um, selective when it comes to uh, Tim Howard, who I, I, I adore. But I, I just not. feel like with Howard, you don't have those, like, 10-minute spells where the opposition is as ascendant as, as you had after, after the Dwyer goal, where the, the uh, Panama attack was just, like... Like uh, on on Red Bull, it was it was absurd, and you have you have this total total momentum shift, something I I don't believe in. But you you had, I'll say, a stretch of time where the the opponent played much much better uh, than they did for the for the other eighty minutes of the we, match. We, maybe and, we and should pin that one, the, save uh, that moment. one for later. Ty doesn't believe in in momentum. Well, yeah, maybe I don't I, believe in momentum. I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up. You know what? You know, be, yeah, we'll do, we'll do a side How should we address pod. that? Yeah, in the side yeah, pod, yeah. in the philosophy pod. Guys, reach out to us on Twitter, WTP Pod. Uh, give us your thoughts on this on this uh, question that wasn't a question in existence, not a debate, but what do you think about the possibility that perhaps uh, momentum in soccer is, a, is some sort of a myth? It's a little bit of a myth, but I think there is something to we are not organized, we are not doing things properly, and we need to have a conversation. So we need a break in play, and we need some time to take a breath, get a drink of water, reset, have some of the leaders on the team step up and, and, and instruct some of the younger players in what to do, um, which is what I thought uh, underpins the, the largest mistake of the game, in my opinion, which was not making a sub earlier in that, in that stretch. And um, 
I, you know, I, I swear to God, I'm not, I'm not making this up. In my game notes, I have the, uh, the 57th minute, how the hell are we not making a sub? <laughs> and then the 58th minute, the U.S. bench, U.S. bench, I hear yelling, come on, come on, telling the guys, you know, get in the game, get in the game. But the only way to actually tangibly affect that would be to use one of your, your, your lifelines in that moment and, and make a freaking sub. And so in the 60th minute, we give up this, this goal, which, which came uh, somewhat as a result of this uh, spell where it seemed like the U.S. team lost their way, where, where we didn't have clear direction and focus and instruction and all that. And I think that that kind of stuff could have been remedied if we'd been a little bit more aggressive about using a sub. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, but, you know, yeah, in general, for, for me, I'm, I'm always in... confused why teams don't make a sub between the 45th and 60th minute. Right. Always. Like, I think you should do that every single game. There, um, there seems whenever, to be something whenever in an soccer opportune culture, moment arises. Something in soccer culture has developed over time, this idea that, like, a substitute is a post-75th minute thing. And right, we exactly, have argued exactly. here on this show that... That doesn't make any sense. Why not bring a sub in earlier? Even at halftime, I've suggested people are very uh, emotionally attached to the idea of narrative in this game and all games. But somehow the that last third, it, I think it offers something for people because of their uh, their desire for narrative. Correct. You know, that that it's, it happens in the conclusion. Yeah, the subs exactly. happen in the conclusion. Exactly. Uh, what's your what's your more radical theory? Uh, so I was thinking about this, and I was thinking there are guys who can definitely like who are who are very good at coming into a game in the last twenty minutes and and having more than twenty minutes worth of of impact, right? What about sure. guys? They what about guys who are love always good in the first twenty minutes? Not a super sub. Oh. Super starter. <laughs> oh my god! And you tell this you tell genius. this player. It's like a, it's a sprinter. You're gonna play twenty yeah. minutes. You, yeah. you're you say you're gonna play twenty minutes. Start. Go friggin' nuts! The, the everybody's gonna be you know quote unquote finding the game or whatever. You go out you're there like go like you got, you got nothing to lose. You ain't gonna find shit. You're gonna hit the showers. You're gonna hit the shower, dude. By halftime, you're gonna be you know drinking beers. <laughs> this is kind of an awesome idea. This is innovative. Super starter. This is very Nobody innovative. will see it coming. The super starter. And maybe you do two. Maybe you do two, and then you just <laughs> two, fucking risk two's it. Two's a little dangerous. So you, got these two, you get a couple you injuries, and then... guys just yeah. Jermaine Jones and so heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, maybe two's too much. But I, I like this idea, and I like the idea of challenging these these assumption, assumptions that we have. Correct. Other, you know, we've we've talked about on this show about the issue of uh, stoppage time and, and how to how to deal with that kind of very, very long-term just embedded in the soccer culture thing that you, for some reason stoppage time is always three to five minutes long right. no matter what sense. yeah and then no matter yeah, what you, the fu- you you could another have had one, a, dude, a, another a, one a death on about. the field you had multiple career-ending <laughs> injuries like in the mexico game where De- demarcus beasley and marco fabian were both were both shot <laughs> from long range on yeah. and then back off back off back off, 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 off and the field, on back on amazing and then they're on amazing. and they're back off Coach gets back ejected, on. won't leave the stadium. Yeah, things like that doesn't matter. It's this one's five minutes. Game, there right, was a right, lot yeah, of exactly. stoppages. The, the half took two hours on the clock, but yeah, five minutes of stoppage. Um, yeah, sure, got it. Yeah, so and then another one we've I, we've kind of broke talked about too. Sorry, I'm just yeah, having no, a good time reminiscing about all the awesome shit we've innovative we've been innovative <laughs> about. We are innovative. Uh, we're so innovative. Um, another one was the the uh, penalty kick. 
semicircle instead of a rectangle <laughs> for the goalkeepers yes. uh, for the goalie yes. box because it doesn't make sense that you could get a penalty kick at that corner and right. it leads to diving right, right, right. so it should be a fucking semicircle so <laughs> so speaking of or at least um, a curved one of the fouls rectangle. that it, it might have been a foul if we had a semicircle and it would have been an outside of the semicircle foul was on uh, on Bedoya in the second half <laughs> This, this shove in the back. What did you That's think? That's right, yeah. I, I thought light foul, can't call it. Yeah, yeah. Light foul, can't call it. It was, it was like... It's a, it's a great example. It's a great yeah, example. Foul outside exactly the box, not a foul in the, the box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because refs can't give that. You just can't give it. Yeah. And that's not fair. Well, right. But wait, wait, let me just, I'm not sure if it's totally clear. Refs can't give that, but it's not fair because when you're that far away, it's not really a goal scoring opportunity. If you were within a certain exactly. radius from exactly, the goal, yeah. then we'd be talking about. It should about, be yes, radius goal. from goal. If you're, if you're 18 yards or whatever, if radius from the goal, it, you'd be closer to the goal. And that's why it would be easier to call that because it'd be an actual goal scoring opportunity. When you're all the way in the corner of the fucking penalty box and you get grazed, you, that's not a goal scoring opportunity. It can't be called as a foul. There's a flaw in the rule. I don't want to make this too complicated, but I think in reality, it should be this like light bulb shape. <laughs> so anyway, um, anyway, anyway, the, we're, we're getting distracted because this game sucked. Uh, <laughs> it did suck. <laughs> but we have we have some some lovely new new ball to look forward to. We got we got games. We got games. Yeah, we got games we're, come we're, thick and fast in cups. The games are going to come thick and fast. We're going to be with you for each and every one of them. Uh, the next game, folks, is Wednesday, July 17th. It's going to happen at 6 p.m. That's Pacific time, folks. Deal with that. Figure that out. Versus Martinique. Uh, in Florida, this game is being played. Uh, Tampa, Florida, to be exact, at Raymond James Stadium. That's going to be Bucks. on Fox and Unimas. Go Bucks. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandpa. Grandpop. Grandmom, actually. Uh, there's a difference in our family. Ty, who are these people? Who are these people? We're kind of scared. Ironically, like, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. Tiny bit. Um, so, Martinique. Because... Uh, this is actually one of the more interesting opponents that one can face in... CONCACAF, and I, I, I really didn't know much about them uh, until this, this match popped up on the calendar, and I, I, I learned more, and I was very intrigued. So they're, they're a, okay, uh, tell us about a, Martinique. a territory of France, and their um, federation is, is actually sort of a subsidiary of, of the French federation. So we're actually going to be playing France uh, in the Gold Cup on Wednesday night. <laughs> And how um, did man, you heard it here first. You heard we it the here people, first. We got the coverage that you need. Allais Martinique, Martinique is actually France. So they are not an official FIFA member. They can't play in the World Cup. What? But they are allowed to play in CONCACAF uh, competition, just not World Cup qualifying. Bizarre. So this this is the highest level of competition that they can they can play in, and they made it, which they do rarely, but they made it this time. Um, and they, they had a great win against, against Nicaragua to, to lead off the tournament. Um, they, a, as you'd expect from a, a, a French territory, they have historically drawn heavily on the um, sort of French-born diaspora. Um, and some of, some of their more, more notable descendants, the, 
the, the folks, the Martinicans in, in, uh, in, in France have included Thierry Henry, your boy. Oh, wow. So they, they've, they've got, some, got some pedigree. So Mar- Martinique's kind of ballin'. However... So I'm confused. In what way did... So did Thierry Henry started... Came from Martinique? Uh, his, his family's his, from His that. heritage? Yeah, so... His it, family. It, in theory, Thierry Henry could I have see, played I in see. the so, Gold Cup if you wanted to. <laughs> and just Believe that. that. He should come out... Believe dude, that. Somebody drop him a note. So, um, so as, a, as a French territory... Uh, and as a non-FIFA member, the cl- clubs are not obliged to release their players to Martinique. Huh. So during qualifying, they were able to access some of these uh, higher uh, caliber um, uh, French-born players who, who play in Ligue 1 and Ligue 2. But for the Gold Cup uh, proper, they haven't been able to, to get any of these guys. They're, they kind of... Uh, uh, scraped through with a little bit more talent, and now they have to rely on on some of the some of the backups. Um, but they've been doing really well so far. So I think it's going to be a, a a classic one of those uh, performances where the U.S. is is maybe a little bit uh, complacent, a little bit on on our heels in in the first couple minutes, as we were against. You remember that match against Saint Vincent and the Grenadines? You know, you love where, uh, Oh Alex, Oh Alex Anderson scored in the first. Uh, in the first ten minutes, brutal. It, it could be a, a, a repeat of that, uh, and they have they have one particular player who stands out. who's very talented, Stephen Langil, who you'll hear a lot about. I think he scored the winner against, or not the winner, but the second goal against uh, Nicaragua. He's a, a tricky, pacey winger, and so when I was watching his his uh, highlights, I was like, oh oh boy, I hope he's on the right side, not the left side, and he's on the left side. So so this guy's going to be facing up against uh, Graham Zusi. For the for the entirety of this match, um, and so oh, we'll Lord. get to watch some, maybe get to watch some fireworks out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe see some shit go down. Uh, what do you do with this back four right now? Oh God! How do you even approach this game? Because even if we play shitty versus Martinique and versus Nicaragua, we still probably win both of those games. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, it's almost you, impossible to imagine a loss. How do yeah. you write this ship and get us to a place where we could actually not embarrass ourselves versus a decent team in this situation? If you're if you're if you're Bruce Arena, what do you say to Beesler and Gonzalez and Zussi? Viafania's been okay, but he lacks us. He still lacks uh, speed in a way that he he kind of seems to play to his competition. Right, he's, you right. know he can deal with it when really good players come, but he's not dominating in defense right now. What's going on? What do you say to them? And 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 what's the angle? You know, how do you use these games? Yeah, I think the number one thing that you need in the back line right now is leadership. I think the there there are, were a number of moments, including that spell that we talked about uh, against Panama, where um, you needed that that Jeff Cameron type. Who who could yeah. you know kick everybody's ass into gear, um, and so I think what you really need is to nominate one of those uh, veterans to really be the leader. Uh, it's it's hard for it to be Zusi because he was a right winger twelve months. He was a he was a shit right just, winger twelve yeah. months ago. He just now he's he just a shit right back. Learned this shit from scratch. Um, so he just publicly uh, like did his first attempts at riding this bike. So everybody nobody's trusting him. Yeah, exactly. He's like compet. He's like getting the bike down the road. He's getting it down the road. But I I don't know if it's yeah. at a professional level, if you will. Um, <laughs> so he's fine. Uh, so he's fine. He's got Omar a veteran, Galaxy. He's got it. 
Whatever. Omar, Omar Galaxy, Galaxy, step the fuck up, he, bro. Yeah, You're a he, boy he right now. Really should be a little bit more of a of a leader back there. I, I I'd like to see a little bit He's more the vocal. Guy. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more yelling. Maybe I overrate yeah. yelling. I don't know. I I feel like he was he was kind of quiet, kind of um, uh, maybe maybe in his head a little bit, as he as he has been in in big games in the past. Um. So I think yeah, you, 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 gotta, you you really you have need to just some instill yelling. that Ty, idea. I don't I don't think it's possible for you to overrate yelling in defense. Ask ask any like fair, real fair enough yeah. defender man yeah. like you you gotta talk like you have got to be talking and with the goalie the back <laughs> line like we play an offside trap right right you guys notice that Do you, are you guys aware that we're playing you have to communicate constantly constant 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 communication in order to pull off an offsides trap which we're not (laughs) at all so we may as well try talking yeah yeah yeah, right so (laughs) i think i think that's one of the issues that you'll end up with in situations like this because you have beasler and gonzalez who are similar age age uh players and you know i guess nominally similar in skill i think gonzalez is, is a much better player but for the u.s they've had kind of similar performances and they have kind of similar standing within the team. So you don't have that situation with, with like Brooks and Cameron, where Cameron is very clearly in charge of, of that aspect of the of the back line, right? I, um, I, and I think you you're need saying that. between Beesler and, and Omar Galaxy, we have two equal candidates for leadership on paper? <clears throat> we, have, we have two beta males back there. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean. So it's, it's, it's I think I think either either it's a pair of t- it's a pair of tits back there right now. <laughs> oh boy, he said it. <laughs> pair of boobs. He said it. I said uh, it. So I, said I think it. I think the. I'm the, sorry that I say offensive things, folks. I truly apologize. Reach out to us apology. at WTP Pod. If, blanket apology. Yeah. Um, we love beta males here and boobs. Um, so yeah, I think some I think someone needs to be crowned the the leader of the back line and given the keys. Um. And then as, as so, far as the rest of the lineup, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest problem that we had was this this listlessness, and I think that collection of players playing against Panama again, if it was literally, you know, to go to the World Cup or something like that, I think it would have been so much different. I just think the circumstances, maybe this attitude that we've been talking about um, uh, affected them. So I think it's, it's, it's mental, and it's something that uh, Bruce, in theory, one of his gifts... Um, is is you know reaching players at the right time and giving them the right message, so hopefully you can find the right the right uh, words to to prepare them. The danger is that we don't really have a strong test. We may not have a strong test until the final. It's too late. Yeah, it could it could be a situation late. where do we have? I don't yeah. have the. I who would you select to play if you were to select a number ten other than Joe Corona? From this roster, uh, I I like Ariola personally. Yeah, um, give Ariola a shout, yeah, man. I yeah. can't deal. I can't deal with Joe Corona anymore. I just don't see it. I, I hear that he's doing amazing things on the field. I mean, I feel like I'm not watching the same game as anybody else. Like he occasionally has pretty good pass, I guess. The number ten is where you're supposed to get that spark from. That's where you're supposed to get that dynamism from. Uh, yes. You know, you're, it's not from McCarty. It's it's not Acosta, and and both are trying, but it's supposed to come from the number ten spot. And I think if you see a, a group lethargy happening in our attack mind, 
it's the number 10's fault. That's the guy who's supposed to provide that. Agreed. And, you know, people around him are trying. Dom Dwyer, McCarty, Acosta, all trying. Bedoya's never been that dude, never will be, so whatever. And Kellen Rowe is kind of still figuring it out. But, but those three guys are really trying to, like, make this thing move. And I just think Joe Corona is, like, is like kind of weighing the whole thing down. I just don't see it. Yeah, I really don't either. And uh, what, what was the quote? He's the most technical player in camp or something like that but he's the, the, I, I believe it was he's the best passer of the ball and i, I that's hard I mean, to believe i'm like i guess he's i guess to me like a dax is dax. a pretty fucking bomb ass even passer. even a bad bad game dax is a great passer so yeah man yeah I I'm, I'm 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 yeah, i'm not dude, feeling it for, i i'm for, i've never really um i've never really been down since since his days in the uh olympic team uh back in the last cycle when he was he was similarly hyped and mediocre, um, you know I, I had a lot of high hopes coming in because he's got that great name. <laughs> oh, such oh. a good damn name! How did he not end up? He deserves a nickname. of He some deserves kind. a great and, nickname, and he will get but one. Joe, Joe over Corona time is a nickname of its own. You know that's that's a natural <laughs> nickname. We got it. We need to add some spice into this game, and we we need. I think we need to switch up this fucking lineup because at this point with this. With this, uh, with this team, we, I think one of the only ways we'll get real play out of these guys is to convince them that not actually winning the race for that backup spot uh, at the potential World Cup. You know, let's, I think we should, we should start some randos, we should mix it up, and we should shake up the, the locker room a little bit and, and make people feel that they may not actually be so secure in that, you know, uh, whatever those those depth chart spots for the World Cup. What do you think about that? Yeah, Throwing out, this, yeah. dude. Let's do. Let's fucking do three in the back. You know, let's do whatever. Let's figure it out. Yeah, actually, now, let's, now that you mentioned it, I hadn't thought of things. that. But the, that's it's it's the perfect moment to try a weird formation or some something that just that just uh, uh, resets and and kind of shake shakes the whole thing up. It it would be really really hard for us to lose, um, really hard. And so. Why not? Why not put put guys in a little bit of a a strange spot and see how people perform? But I think I think most of all, if we were to keep the same shape, which I think is working really well and has been an asset, um, then yeah, change change eight players and say yeah, and say okay, last guys didn't impress. You know, keep keep Dwyer and and uh, Guzan and Viafania and switch everybody. Um, and, and tell them, look, now is your chance. This is the best chance you're going to get before next summer of being a part of the World Cup. Play. Play. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, a, that's a totally reasonable way to go about it. I wonder if Bruce will see it that way. He's, he has surprised us in what. the past. He has surprised us in the past. And uh, one way in which he won't surprise is that he always has a plan. Bruce, Bruce uh, already knew what he was going to do, win, lose, or draw against Panama. Right. Probably a long time ago. He knows what he wants to do with these games. That's his style. He might not tell us, and it might not be what we think he's going to do, but he, I think, already knows what he's going to do, and so I look forward to seeing. You're going you're gonna to learn a lot more about him now that he's uh, crashing at your place. <laughs> now that he's crashing at my place. I never see the dude. I, I don't right, know what the right. deal is. Like We're in and out at the same times. I don't know. I, never, I fucking never see the guy at all, but but I don't mind that. I mean, with yeah, roommates, the best you know, roommate. better, better, better that than, you know being all in each other's way. Maybe uh, this is a decent time to jump into a little hopes and fears. Those are good sounds, man. 
I love sounds. I love sounds. Those are good sounds. I have a hope. What's your hope? Uh, so the reason why I was really impressed with the Dwyer goal was that it was it was well finished. It was it was pretty much an unsavable attempt from from that that position. Um, so it wasn't that you know the Panamanian goalkeeper messed up or the defense wasn't wasn't in in good position or whatever. This is the kind of spot nice that happens a lot in the game, and Dwyer put it away great. He it was it was first time. He was confident. He. Uh, he he didn't overcomplicate things. He didn't try to take more touches, Josie. Um, <clears throat> so what I would really like to see are we're gonna we're gonna score some goals against Martinique, but I think uh, I would like to see quality goals that uh, illustrate a certain a certain level um, that that we can read something into. Because I, I don't want to see you know goalkeeping howlers and things like that. I want to see a little something. And on the on the flip side, I would like to see a couple, uh, uh, you know, breakaways, counters, things like that. Things things where we need to to put in some some genuine uh, defensive effort. Um, so uh, there's there's a little bit of a, a a test, maybe not overall, but in moments in the match, I think Martinique is is certainly capable of of doing that. So um, yeah, I want to see I want to see real. Uh, Proper goals. That's proper, proper goals. defending. Not crap goals. We want proper Not crap goals. goals from the run Don't of want play. Any of those. Don't count them. Don't count them. Yeah, straight up. Whack goals. Don't count on We the People versus Martinique. <laughs> We're only counting run of play. Proper we'll report goals. the score in that manner. That's correct. As truth, we will report our fake score as fact to you. We're very enthusiastic. <laughs> That's like the number one thing in all of our reviews. Our you reviews, guys yeah, reach out to us. If you're enjoying the show, we thank you so dearly and deeply for watching. Um, reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. Shoot us a review if you can. That's incredibly helpful. Uh, we think you guys have been doing that, and, and we're, we're, we're climbing up the charts. And, and Shoot us a review. And uh, maybe a very high-profile U.S. men's national head coach twice will... Uh, Leave me a voicemail when he can't find me in the house because we're never in the house at the same what, time. What do you fear, good sir? Yeah, I, I didn't forget. I, I didn't forget about that. Uh, I fear. I, didn't I that fear. You <laughs> <laughs> I fear truthfully that I'll, the fears scare me always to say, but hmm. tru- honestly, I fear Kellen Acosta injury in this tournament. He's gone. He <gasps> seems to go down like with a real grimace once a half so far, like in the right. The, the guy, it happened a couple times versus well, Ghana. Well, he, he kicked a dude Panama. in this game and then oh, man. In was the, the worst for wear. You could see it. He got the hip. He got the shin to the hip bone. Ugh. Brutal. Yikes. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my fear. I don't want to see that. I never want to see that. And so, so we must protect this house. Bruce Arena, use your subs. Kellen Acosta, use sub him out. freaking sub. You know, can we not get an injury versus Martinique, please? That'd be lovely. Use, use a super starter. Yeah, we should have Acosta as our superstar. Try it out. Try it out. Alan Gordon. Just try it yeah. out. 
Palingord. <laughs> legendary, legendary superstarter. Yeah. Crazy. That was like the the last third of his it's, career. You know, he had, he had a metamorphosis. Yeah, it's a, it's a renaissance. He was, for it's, a while, he was a super sub. It's and like the guy. superstarter. Um, th- those guys who uh, ride in front of Lance Armstrong, you know? They like ride in front of Lance Armstrong for 30 minutes <laughs> at a time. That's what it is, dude. Yeah. We should, yeah, no, I'm, I'm about this idea. It's as reasonable as doing it in the 75th. Exactly. It's the exactly. same. It's yeah. the same. Logically, time could be moving forwards, and it'd be the same as if it was moving backwards. Folks, time is a donut. I really like, I love, love kids' menus. Love them. All of them. Hell yeah. Every single one. The portions, they're Chicken smaller. Chicken nuggets, please. The games, they're fun. Bring some crayons, please, so I can solve this fucking maze in one try. <laughs> I really like two tries at- max. <laughs> two tries max. <laughs> one, sh- two tries max. I really <laughs> like looking out of oddly shaped windows, hmm. such as star-shaped windows or s- circular windows. Anything small but, but comfortable a rectangle box or square, small but comfortable <laughs> box, slit holes. I, I very much like those. And I totally love it when you get a good yawn in at the right moment. But mm. I don't love any of that shit as much as I... <laughs> you fucker. I don't love any of that shit as much as I love Donuts. Let's go, Let's boys. Go. Oh, get, boys. Get, get back in there. Get back in there. You got this. Do Orange it. Just for do it. Don't apologize. Just be better. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Please apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I actually wouldn't mind an apology from you guys for that game. I'll take an apology. (laughs) Can I I have a refund for the zero dollars that I paid? Can you refund yeah. my time? I, I realize that we're just pushing paper around, but the thought matters to me. Yeah, exactly. Cla- class action lawsuit. <laughs> the entire class lost $3. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, you owe. You won, but you owe. <laughs> that shit is so fun. It's like one of the great, like... Uh, like moments of demystification in American life is when you when you win a lawsuit and you came out negative. <laughs> two, two bucks. Here, here's a check. So Have funny. yeah. Get the whipped cream. Get the whipped cream on the coffee. You got two bucks. <laughs> Get the fancy, dude. Go ahead, dude. Enjoy. You won that lawsuit. Here's your dude, two bucks. Dude, Sprint's billing was was completely incomprehensible. You earned this. <laughs> so Get funny. the large fry. I don't want to make this too complicated, but I think in reality, it should be this like light bulb shape. It should be like the dan- <laughs> the danger zone. Where it, it's it's kind of a light bulby shape where the the goal is the is the metal part of the light bulb, and it it just corresponds with uh, the the value of your position at that time. So if if someone you know shoulders you when you're on the on the on the the uh, goal line, you know when you're when you're polisicking down the goal line, um, that should not be a penalty. But you should be able to get a, a a cool indirect free kick from that. 